everybody. Welcome back to the Athos Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. I'm going to share this little excerpt from Seth Godin's This Is Marketing book. And um, I've worked with a lot of clients. I've worked with a lot of businesses who don't seem to understand this. And a lot of it is on pricing. So different prices, different people. The Quakers invented the price tag. Before that, it was generally accepted that nothing had a firm price. Everyone haggled. But Macy's and Wanamaker's needed to get big to build big, huge stores with low-paid staff. There's no way to train and trust that many people to haggle. So they pioneered the Quaker idea at scale. When the price tag was originally conceived because Quakers thought it would be immor- it was uh, immoral to charge different prices to different people, it caught on because industrialists and big organizations liked the efficiency. But like everything else, the internet changes things. On one hand, you could tell... The story that the price is the price. Tesla told the story to luxury car buyers and they breathed a sigh of relief. But when Uber tried to match pricing to demand, it cost their brand billions in trust. For most organizations, particularly small ones, the hard part is in the uh, mechanics of charging different amounts. It's the storytelling. So it brings us up. It's a powerful way to understand the story of your price and the price of your story. How do you feel when you find out that you got a discount that no one else got? What if you deserved it? How do you feel if other people got it, the discount, and you didn't? What about the scarcity and the pricing built into the Kickstarters? Do you fear missing out on the level that's almost a full push to act? I know I do. Cheap is another way to say scared. Unless you've found an extraordinary new way to deliver your service or product, racing to be the cheapest probably means that you're not investing sufficiently in change. When you're the cheapest, you're not promising change. You're promising the same, but cheaper. The race to the bottom is tempting because nothing is easier to sell than cheaper. It requires no new calculations or deep thinking on the part of your customer. It's not cultural or emotional. It's simply cheaper. Low price is the last refuge of a marketer who has run out of generous ideas. What about free? If marketing is done for and with the customer, why not make everything free? So there's two reasons. Engaging in a transaction fundamentally different than encountering an apparently worthless or at least a priceless object that's been freely shared. Scarcity, tensions, and enrollment all exist when we must decide to make a purchase. And that the marketer sacrifices all these when a purchase is truly free. Without cash flow, you can't invest in your product, your team, or your marketing. But free is worth considering for other reasons and other situations. Free is not simply a penny less, a penny. A dollar less than a dollar. It's an entirely different category of transaction because it's like dividing by zero. It scales to infinity. A free idea is for, far more likely to spread and spread quickly than an idea that's tethered to money. If Facebook costs $3 a month to use, it would have attracted fewer than a million users. What if it costs money to listen to uh, the hits on the radio? The top 40 would basically disappear. And yet, we don't know how to make a living if we give everything away. The road out of this paradox of free is to combine two offerings and marry to each other. Free ideas that spread and uh, expensive expressions of those ideas that are worth paying for. When a chef gives away her recipes or appears on a podcast or leads to an online seminar, 
She's giving away her ideas for free. It's easy to find them, engage with them, and frequency to share them. But if you want to eat that pasta served on China on a white tablecloth at a restaurant, it's going to cost you $24. When a song on the radio is free, but the concert ticket costs $84, the artist can be compensated. The China and the ticket souvenirs of ideas and souvenirs are supposed to be expensive. There are countless ways for you to share your vision, your idea, your digital expressions, your ability to connect for free. And each of these builds an awareness, permission, and trust, which gives you platform to sell the thing that is worth paying for. Okay, I'll finish off with this one. Trust and risk, trust and expense. The rational thing is to believe that we're more likely to require trust before we engage in risky transactions. And it's also rational to expect that people are more likely or want more trust before spending a lot of money in a form of risk or committing time and effort. Many times, though, the opposite is true. The fact that the transaction is risky causes cognitive disassociation to kick in. We invent a feeling of trust precisely because we're spending a lot. For instance, I'm a smart person, and the smart thing in my life would be to be sure that I trust someone for investing in my life savings. So I must trust this person. That's the idea of a boot campus war. The high cost of participation, blood, sweat, and tears, causes us to become aligned with the group. That's why people at Outward Bound, that's why high-end restaurants and hotels can survive bad reviews. When people are heavily invested, cash or reputation or effort, they often make up a story to justify the commitment and that carries trusts. Every con man knows this. The irony is that marketers who need to be trusted often don't understand it. Lowering your price does not make you more trusted. It makes it the opposite. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Athos Podcast. I'm your host, Jay St. Clair. Take care and you hear from me soon. Bye.